everyone. My name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. And this week, we're continuing our series on the idea of Come Lord Jesus. And so right now, we're in a season of what some people refer to as Advent. And most of the time when they say that, they're really just thinking about the idea of Christmas. Uh, But for us, we celebrate the idea of Advent, which is literally the coming of Jesus. We celebrate that every Sunday as we partake in communion and we testify to his coming in the flesh and his future coming. And so right now we're looking at this as a series reflecting on the idea of come Lord Jesus and how in the Old Testament, we look to the coming of the Messiah, the one who's born in the flesh, but also in his future coming when he comes and he restores all things to the way that God had intended them from the beginning. And so right now we're looking at different images from the Old Testament Testament and the New Testament and the ideas of how those represent the coming of the Lord Jesus, both the first time in the Messiah and also in the one that we wait for in the future. And so right now we've talked about the idea of Jesus being a tree. And so we're going to look at this concept in terms of the tree of life. Yeah, the tree of life is depicted first in the story of the creation in Genesis. It is this tree that provides fruit and shade to all who come near to dwell under it, whether it's the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and most importantly, the humans whom God creates. This idea of a tree is also picked up by many of the authors. And one of them is Isaiah, who foretells the coming of a spirit-filled man who is going to be like the tree of David. Now, this man is going to usher in a new season of peace where the wolf will dwell with the lamb and so on. And, And so when the people of God looked forward to this coming man, they did so with a lot of hope and they longed for the day when they could enjoy this new Eden life that was prophesied in the book of Isaiah. So along comes this man several centuries later, claiming to be that tree, the tree of life. And he says that I am the true vine. And this is uh, in the text of John 15. And of course, this man is Jesus. So let's take a look at uh, John chapter 15. We will be reading from verses 1 to 8 together today. This is the word of the Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. 
This is the word of the Lord. So I'd just like to ask my friends here what you guys think about when you read these words of Jesus and how is the true vine speaking to you today? Yeah, for me, this was a verse, a passage, an illustration that was very prominent even as a kid growing up in church. The way that I remember this story is actually maybe not a very pleasant one. I remember hearing this story almost as a threat that, oh, Jesus is the true vine and if you don't stay in him, you are going to be burned up and cut down Mm, and you're going to be fruitless. (laughs) So I seem to remember this passage as a threat. But now that I look at it again and in the last few years, this passage sounds more like an invitation and also one of welcome rather than one of threat. I see in here Jesus proclaiming, you know, I am the true vine who has come into the world. I am that tree that humans were always meant to eat off and partake of and not just eat and partake of, but to live within and then not just to live within, but then bear fruits that others can partake through you as well. And that's such a wholesome view of the gospel that when we hear of Jesus coming into the world, he comes to say, here's everything that you've been waiting for. Here's the fruit that you've been hungry for, the sweetness that you have desired and have not been able to find until now. And that's an encouraging thought. Hmm, yeah, that's a really interesting uh, dynamic between the that first way you describe the reading of this text, where if you don't go to church every Sunday and you don't read your Bible, Jesus is going to cut you off. <laughs> uh, and so it's very, very threatening. But yeah, I think you're right. There's a more there's more of a, a nuance to this, this idea of Jesus being the source of life. And mm. I think that's very clear in his teachings and in his in his stories in the in the gospels. And to hear him say, if you abide in me then I abide in you. And there's this mutual abiding. And I've always thought that was one of the, the richest mm, parts of yeah. this passage, this idea of this mutuality of abiding. Like, And it's so hard for us to understand, like how can Jesus live in me and I also live in him at the same time? Mm, that, yeah. I don't quite understand that. Like spiritually speaking, yes, I can understand his spirit coming and being, being with me. But for us to do that mutually, I don't really understand that. But I think mm. that's more of the idea of the, com- the community that we share with God, mm-hmm. the communion that we have both with other believers on the vine, so to speak, and also with God himself. And, you know, it's hard for us to kind of wrap our mind around, but also at the same time, it's a really good analogy when we think about the divine community of the of the Father, Son, and the Spirit in Trinity, and the opportunity that Jesus is inviting us into that divine community and be mm. a part of that. Mm. So that's really cool. Um, until Urban preached this on Sunday, I hadn't really thought about the imagery of the tree as it connected to John 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Boy, what a robust image that this brings, both from the from the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament authors, and even in the New Testament later on when we're thinking about the tree. Like when you mentioned in Revelation 22, the tree mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. being on both sides of the river and, and bearing fruit. Man, there's so much there that I think connects and actually enriches this reading of John 15 that I never really thought about before. The idea, I, I got the idea of like, okay, I'm supposed to be connected and have relationship with Jesus. But the idea of, wow, this is actually part of God's divine plan from the beginning of Mm. being a place where he is the source of life and inviting other people to come and bask in his shade, to dwell with him, to, to receive his fruit and to bear fruit themselves. That sounds really, really powerful. And then that, mm. that final imagery of Revelation, I can't get past that because I think it's so connected to this, this idea of it's bearing fruit everywhere. Mm. And I think unless we see that in terms of our responsibility as disciples and carrying out God's mission of having this vine flourishing everywhere, 
uh, we can't really see that picture. And the vine, you know, the thing about vines is they're really hard to kill. <laughs> I don't know how many of you tended a garden before, but yeah. we used to have this vine uh, in our house uh, when we lived in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And man, the people that had lived in the house before us, they had like poured salt on the ground and they had like cut it back and burned it several times and they could not get rid of this vine. It would just continue <laughs> to grow. And it was like growing into the concrete of the building next, next wow. to it, like the the wow. outward the outside shed. And so it was really hard to get, to get rid of. And I always think of that when I think about the vine is like, you know, God's purposes are not going to stop. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing in this world can actually stop that. So for us yeah. to connect to that, it's really, really powerful. Yeah, that's amazing. And speaking about, you know, the idea of a vine and a tree, initially I was wondering, like, is Jesus really referring to the tree of life? Because here he says, I'm the true vine. He could have said, I'm the true tree. But the Jews, they had a much more fluid idea of what it means to be a tree. So the Hebrew word, it tends to refer to plants which have this like woody kind of structure. Yeah, so uh, a vine would definitely fit into that category. I mean, they have a word specifically for vine also, but that broader category of tree is uh, a, a lot wider than we may think yeah. in English. Yeah. Well, the part that really jumped up to me was um, the part about I am the vine and you are the branches. You know, when Jesus says this, I think it would have been quite shocking for the Hebrews of the day because in the Old Testament or in the Hebrew Bible, the tree of life is personified as, you know, this symbol of God's presence and God's abundance. In the story of the Exodus, Moses meets God in a burning bush. Psalm 1 talks about that tree of life as well. And in the Proverbs, Wisdom is presented as a tree that brings Mm -hmm. life. So now Jesus is saying that you take all those images and guess what? Not only can you enjoy the fruit that I bring to you and the shade that I provide, but you can be a part of it. You can be a part of the the tree, you know? And who are you going to bear fruit for? Is the father going to be pleased with you just because you bore fruit and you're productive? Well, I think the the imagery definitely goes more than that. I think the Father is going to be pleased with you when you bear fruit that is enjoyed by those who come near. So we, the people of God, are now going to be the branches who bear fruit and the fruits are for others who come near who maybe aren't part of the tree yet. Going back to the Genesis 1 reference, when we think about the tree of life and how Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, that was them being separated from their source of life, separated from the tree. And for however long Israel was around, maybe there was this idea that the tree of life is apart from us. We're out of Eden. We were trying to go back, but we can't get back. And here comes Jesus who says, I am the tree of life and you're going to be a part of me. And I wonder how relieving and how exciting that must have been. We have found the way back to the state we are always meant to be a part of. Yeah. And then I wonder also, is our responsibility the fruit-bearing part or being attached to the true mm. vine part? Mm. And I, I say that because I think we have this tendency in these days to think, okay, we're Christians. That means we need to do X, Y, and Z. We need to go to church. We need to read our Bible. We need to do evangelism and mission work and so forth, which is all good stuff. But I wonder if what John is saying is to remain in the vine and to abide yeah. in it and mm. to enjoy being there. And then the fruit bearing comes 
naturally as a result, almost without thinking because that's our nature. That's the life we are drinking of. And so today, I guess we just want to lay this out there and uh, invite everybody to meditate on how Jesus is the true vine and the true tree of life. He brings life to all who come near to dwell in Him. And all who come near to dwell in Him are not just called to enjoy the fullness of His abundance. That's that's fantastic. But we are called to be part of Him. We are called to be His branches. We are called to bear fruit for those who are still making their way to Him. That's all we have this week on the Theology Podcast. See you next week. <laughs>